Amen. So we're just going to jump at this, all right? Because uh, uh, we're, we're, you know, already we're talking about the Word, and I'm telling you that your relationship with the Word of God is vital to your success. Okay, it's vital. Joshua, matter of fact, let's just jump in here uh, for a second and look at Joshua chapter 1, verse 6. And he said, be strong and courageous because you're going to lead these people. Hey, be strong and courageous because you're going to lead, man. You're going to lead. You, we, we're out in front. We ain't behind. Hello? You, man, we, we, we ain't settling for a for, you know, second position. No, man, we're out in front. We're going to lead our community in, 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 every, in every realm. Come on, we're going to have the strongest families in Tri-Cities. Come on, we're going to have the healthiest bodies in Franklin, Benton County. We're, we're, going, to, we're going to prosper like, like there ain't no tomorrow. Come on, somebody. Hey, hey, you're going to be leading, and you're leading people into a promise that's been given. Listen, it might, you might not have connected to the promise, but let me tell you something about your grandma and your grandpa and the people ahead of you, man. They had a word from God, and they're standing on it. You know, my boys didn't have a chance. Man, no, because I, I had a promise, but, but I didn't have a chance either because my dad had a promise, right? And he didn't have a chance either. Why? Because somebody up above, hey, listen to me. You're the result of somebody else's prayer, okay? Somebody had a heart for the future, and they started asking God. And sometimes even, even the, the cry of your heart, it might, not, it might not every time even make it all the way out your mouth before God starts answering and I, I don't believe that you're in this room by mistake. You might be here because your mama made you come or something, but I'm telling you that that's just what you think. But God got you here today with a specific purpose in mind, and he's going to inject you with the Word of God. And he said, you're gonna, it's going to take strength and courage. Look at verse 7. He said, be strong and very courageous so that you can obey. Right? Everybody say obey. obey. Okay, we got to stop looking at obedience like it's a negative. Okay, I said you got to stop looking at obedience like it's a negative. You know, the Bible says uh, that obey and it will go well with you, right? Uh, obey, if I obey, it goes well with me. That's what we used to teach the boys when we were disciplining them. We used the word discipline because when we say spank, it gets some people nervous. And I'll just tell you right now, you can put me in jail or whatever. I spanked him. Okay? So, and, yeah. Some of y'all need to learn that art. I'm serious. Well, well uh, I, just, I just don't agree with that. That's be, and you have a five-year-old running your house. I almost feel like I should demonstrate. You, you know, hey, c c come here, come here, come here. Set your stuff up. Jump up here, jump up here, jump up here. Just, just, just look that way. Just look that way. Okay, bend over just a little bit. Just, just. Well, let's let's do it this way so everybody can see. Look that way. Bend over just a little bit. Bend over just a little bit, just like that. Okay. Now what you do is you take these two fingers and you slide them inside the the, the pants just like that. Okay. Can you see that, moms and dads? You see it? Are you watching, TJ? You put the two fingers. Why? So that when I hit, if I hit him too hard, I'll know. Because I'm going to feel it. This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. And, and, and you get them two fingers in there, right? And, 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 you, and, and you're always going to get two pops, okay? You're going to get two. You're going to get two whacks. So you hang on, buckwheat. And you're going to get two whacks. And, and the first, you want to make the first one count. 
but your fingers are in there so you know if it worked or not. Because he can act. Okay, I learned this watching the boys work their mama. They'd be, <laughs> she hadn't even hit him. Okay, and at the first one, if I can feel the first one, then the second one's kind of light. But if my fingers aren't numb, second one's going to matter. You hear me? Right? And, I need to wash. <laughs> Anybody got hand sanitizer on them right away? <laughs> like I'm afraid to touch anything now. <laughs> but hey, and when we were done, I'd make them look at me and I'd say, okay, now say this with me. I obey so it goes well with me. I obey so it goes well with me. Is it possible things aren't going well because you're out of obedience? Well, God loves me. Yeah, I love my boys. Matter of fact, you try to spank them, and I'll spank you. I love my boys. And, and the Bible says that uh, if you're not being disciplined, then you're not actually a son of God. So if it's been a long time since you've been disciplined by the Lord, maybe you should question your sonship. There were moments, regrettably, that I got soft. When I, when I backed down, when I didn't stand my ground with them, there were moments. But God's not soft like me. See, and the reason I got soft, it wasn't because I loved them. It's because, oh, I desperately wanted them to love me. So I was thinking more about myself than I was about them. There's a child right now just going, oh, God, that's revelation. <laughs> God loves you so much, and he wants you to win, and he's so, so committed to your victory, he won't break his own rules. Obedience is not a negative. It's an opportunity to unleash the miracle-working power of God. The human mind cannot comprehend God's response to just one act of obedience. That when, 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 you begin to, when you begin to obey, when you, when, when, you, when you adjust your life and come into alignment with God's will. See, God's will, probably the will of God for, uh, for, for all of us, there's probably some similarities for all of us, but yet the, the will of God for my life is different uh, in, in certain areas than it is, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, Ryan's or, or, or Nate's or, uh, you know, Lindsay's. You know, it's God's will. It, 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 that word is thelema, 
Thelema, and, and, and it's, it's, it's what he intended from the beginning, but it is the work which God desired for you to do to bring blessing to mankind. So God has a plan. Remember, God has a plan for your life. We start the year, and we're seeking God to find the right way for us, the right way for our kids, the right way for our substance. There's a right way for you. There is a right way for you, and that is the will of God for your life. It was the will of God to take these people out of that bondage that they were in, to bring them into a land that he had promised, not them, but to people ahead of them. And he's telling them, man, it's going to take strength, it's going to take courage if you're going to obey, but you can't turn from the right of the left. You don't get to make the decisions in your life. You know, you don't get to make choices. Well, well, I, I think that it's okay for me to do this, or I think it's okay for me to do that. That's not your choice. See, God wants you to understand that there's a mission. There, 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 there is a mandate on our life to demonstrate God. What an awesome, what an awesome thing to think that God's going to use you, that he, that he has led you to where you are right now, that he's, he's not confused. He's not looking at you going, uh-oh, I don't know how that happened. And you're thinking, well, I made some dumb choices. Yeah, you did. You probably don't have to be in the position that you're in, but the place that you're in, God's led you. And all you have to do to change positions is called, it's really a familiar word in church circles, it's called repent. Repent. Repent is not, you know, we think of it most of the time in terms of, I'm going to go this way, so I repent, so I'm going to turn around and go this way. And that's half right, because we're thinking repent this way, but repent is this way. It's, re is the prefix that means bring back to, put back in the original place. Pent is also a prefix, which means the top, you know, like penthouse is the top level. So when you repent, it's not this way, it's this way. It's getting back up on top again. It's getting, it's getting back up to where to, to where life, life, circumstances, situations, where it's pressured you, pushed you out of your position. Your position is where your authority is at. It's where the anointing is at. It's where the power is at. It's where fulfillment is at. See, and, and if the enemy can, he'll get you to buy into all kinds of stupid stuff so that he can get you uh, uh, out of position. See, he, well, what's the position? It's the obedience position which is what disobedience is, is to be, dis is the prefix that means to be pushed out of, right? So, so you're going to be disobedient, pressed out of position of obedience. And if he can convince you that you can do what you want, then God's still going to love you. Well, yeah, God's still going to love you. But you're cut off from the power source. You can't demonstrate Satan's defeat. You can't humiliate hell because hell's too busy humiliating you. You've gotten yourself into a position, and, and a lot of times it's gifting, isn't it? It's gifting and talent, right? Because you're gifted. Look at, look at somebody close to you and say, man, you're gifted. I mean, I'm telling you. 
You got gifts, you got talents, there's stuff that you're good at. God, God, God has made you a special order. In, in Joshua, he said, hey, before, before I formed you, I knew you. I knew exactly how I was going to use you. I sanctified you. That means I set you apart. You ain't like everybody else. You, you, you have some differences. And, and, and matter of fact, if any two of us are identical, one of us isn't needed. And he, he said, I, I've sanctified you and ordained you, which means I've empowered you. It's like God had a dream about your future, and he shaped you and equipped you with everything that you would need. Just, I mean, to wreak havoc on hell. You can demonstrate Satan's feet every day of your life. You've been empowered to win no matter what the circumstance. And, and, and he said, I, I've given you the power to fulfill the dream that I, God, had, went before, and I had it before I even formed you. But if the enemy can convince you that you can do what you want, then he can use that to put you into disobedience. Remember, uh, remember where the Bible says that obedience is better than... Yeah, see, some of us know the book, right? Obedience is better than sacrifice. See, you think... That to, to, to give up certain things, to take things out of your life and say, I, I'm, I'm going to live a sanctified life. I'm going to live a consecrated life. You think that's a sacrifice. You're ripping yourself off. No, I'm going to walk in obedience because obedience is better than sacrifice. See, I, I know a lot of people that don't do a lot of stuff that they really want to do, but they do it because it's a sacrifice and they live a normal life. But I also know people who n understand obedience and they don't live a normal life. They live a, an exceptional life. Most of the time when we end up wandering around, it's because we've forgotten who we are and why we are. Good. We don't understand that, hey, man, God's got a plan. I've been saved and called, not according to my works, but according to his plan. God has a plan for my life. Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, God has it all planned out. He knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, one of my favorite ones, I think we can show it. I, well, maybe not. I, I might not have given them Ephesians 2, 10, in the Amplified. Let me, let me look it up really fast. I didn't give that one to you guys, did I? Yeah. Don't, don't, don't look at it. Somebody over here said, yeah, I'm talking to the people in the back. Um, <laughs> Ephesians 2.10. Uh, listen to it from the Amplified. Don't, and you don't, don't rush and try to put it up. Uh, sometimes it's good that they have to go look one up. You ready? Listen to this. For we, everybody say we. Who's part of we? We are. For we are God's own workmanship. Good Lord. You know, it can change your perspective if you start looking at people as the handiwork of God instead of as the tool of Satan. We're the handiwork of God. And in Christ, we've been recreated, born anew with a purpose, so that we might do the work which he planned beforehand. So there's a purpose, there's a work. See, well, faith doesn't work. No, you're the one not working. Faith works every single time. Most of the time, you, you know what? In order to boil the water, you have to have a heat source. Right? And, and, and like, remember the teapot? Remember the old whistler? 
and, and, and you know, some of you might still use one of those. And, and, and you, know, you, uh, you know, some of us just use the hot water thing on the Keurig machine. But, we, but some of you guys, you, you know, you got that. And you put the water on and you go about doing whatever it is you're doing. And pretty soon it's. Okay, we're going to have tea. Right? Do you have to fill the steam? No, you're smarter than that. You, you know, some of you guys are waiting to feel something. You got to be smarter than that. And it takes some fire, it takes some fire to produce that effect. Well, see, your faith that isn't tested is worthless. So you take your faith, and God leads you into a fire, but most of us trying to get out the fire, because if God was really in this, it would be easy, it would be simple, it would be comfortable, it would be worthless. But you're in a hard spot. That's awesome. Why? Because now my faith can go to work. I can activate this faith. Right? I can, why? Because I got a word from God. Of course, if you ain't got a word from God, you can't have faith because you cannot have faith in something that you don't know. So, faith begins, write this one down, faith begins with the knowledge of God's will. Like, if you don't know God's will, you're not going to have no faith. Uh, Romans 12, 2 puts it this way, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you can prove the will of God, that it's good, acceptable, and perfect. The Amplified Bible says that you can prove to yourself, that you can prove to yourself. You, the Word of God begins to speak back to you, and it begins to tell you, man, this is, this is what we're going to do. This is what I'm going to do through you. This is how I'm going to do it. This is where you are, and this is how I'm going to use you, and the Word of God gives you insight and wisdom, direction, discernment. The Word of God, it, you know, it's, it's, it's your life. Proverbs says, my son, don't let these words depart from thine eyes, you know, uh, for those that find it, find their life. Man, th this is your life. This is what brings health into an unhealthy situation. This is, what, this is what even after life tries to kill you, this, is, this, is the, this has the power to resurrect you, to revive you. So, you, you know, you, you got to have that word, man. You got to have a word from God. Faith begins with the knowledge of the will of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And I'm telling you that if you don't know it, if you don't know it, man, ah, man, you, you, you can get talked out of everything that God's tried to talk you into. Hebrews 11 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The ev everybody say evidence. evidence. No, say evidence. evidence. You realize if we get enough evidence, we can get you convicted. If I get enough evidence, I can, I can get Keith convicted. That's why so many of you live without conviction. You ain't got no evidence. I'm telling you, it's killing the American church. Because we ain't got no conviction. I, I, I did mention that this is the summer of fun. I'm going to have some. Why? Because, man, do, do you know the difference between a life led by conviction and a life led by convenience? Oh, my God. Uh, 
I'll join the team, but I have special weekends that I'm not going to be there. And if I show up a little bit tipsy, just remember that it's the grace of God that covers me. No, it's going to be the dirt of earth. We're raising, we need, to, we need to raise the bar, not lower it. You hear me? Come on, church. We're going to live by conviction. Well, what's that going to be? It's going to be the Word of God, but we're going to live by conviction. We're going to live a consecrated life. We're, we're going to live a life of obedience. We're not looking for loopholes to, to, to excuse us from obedience. We're looking for opportunities to step into obedience. It's not too late. I said, it's not too late. I, and I don't mean just, you know, you know June, bless, bless her heart, June's sitting over here, and, and, you know, and she's had a few more birthdays than most of us, and, and, and I promise you that if she could, she'd get out and walk herself to church. You, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not talking about it's not too, like, like you're getting near the end, but you can, there's still time huh, to repent huh, and to come to know Jesus. Huh. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about today. It's not too late for you to take a step into the life of obedience. It's not too late right now. You don't have to spend one more hour outside of the power position of obedience. There's time for you to obey God right here in the middle of a church service. There's time for you to say, God, you have a will for my life. You have a purpose for my life. You have a plan for my life. There is a will of God, and I'm going to step into that will, and I'm going to live it out and demonstrate Satan's defeat every day of my life. Sit down a minute. Sit down. Sit down. Check this out. You got to look at this one. 1 John 5, 14. It says this. It says, now this is the confidence. Everybody say confidence. Man, what, you know how you get confidence? Because you built up some evidence. Man, you got evidence. You can go into a court of law. Man, I got a word from God. I got a word. You know, one time Shelby and I were making an offer on something, and, and we'd made the offer, and just like everybody else, we're sitting around, we're quoting all kinds of scriptures, you know, because we, we want this thing. If we didn't want it, we wouldn't have made an offer. And we, we made an offer, and the phone rang, and, and we picked up the phone, and they said, hey, they've accepted your offer. I said, well, thank you very much. And I hung up the phone and went, Shelby! <laughs> we got it, baby. They accepted our offer. We're so pumped. We didn't have it. nothing signed, no documentation, nothing. I didn't say, honey, let's really hope that this comes together now. Why? Because I had a word from somebody. Somebody gave me their word. They've accepted your offer. And we started running around packing. I mean, just getting ready. Why? Because we had a word. How much stronger should we have from the word of God? Man, I've got some evidence. I've got some evidence that my final outcome is going to be better than my current condition. I'm going to quit. I'm going to stop acting like I ain't got victory because that is disobedience. I can't operate in obedience from a defeated position. How can I operate in victory from a defeated position? See, I got to be careful who I, can I just be transparent for a minute? I got to be careful even who I hang with because it's too easy for me to slide into negativity. It just is. I'm sorry. You know, it's like something on the inside of me. I tried to kill it a hundred times, but there's something on the inside of me. You say something negative, I've got a better one, and it comes out my mouth before I even think about it. I mean, you don't want to play, you know, let's do some trash talking. Don't do that with me. 
Because you lose. Right? Todd, guarantee it. Keith, come on, back me up, brother. I'll humiliate you right here. You know, I got to be careful. I got to be careful. Because when you're down, I can't get too close. I, I, well, I, I have invested years in trying to elevate people. But if you ever wondered, why is he so distant? Well, because you're taking so stinking long to elevate. Because the last thing you need is for me to agree with you. No, we got to agree with God. This is the confidence we have in him. Him. I can't take it. You never could take it. I just feel like I'm letting God down. You weren't holding him up. No, my confidence is in him. Who's he? Jesus, the word. This is the confidence I have in the word. That if I ask anything, 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 it ain't leaving out anything, everything's included in anything, if I ask anything according to his will, why do you need to know God's will for your life, because what you ask has to align, keep you in alignment, what you ask needs to keep you in obedience, to the will. Where are you going to find the will? In the Word. Right? The Word of God leads to the ways of God. The ways of God cause you to collide with the will of God. And, and, and here's the deal, is that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Look at verse 15. And if we know that He hears us, whatever. Everybody say, whatever. whatever. So now i got anything and whatever. Man, you can have anything. You can have Whatever. If he hears you, you're going to receive what you've asked of him. Why? Because it's, it's, can I just tell you this? Heaven will empty out its resources to help you be empowered to fulfill his will in your life. And your, his will in your life, it's not, it's, well, wait till you get the, wait, because there, there's a clincher, okay? There's a clincher. His will for your life isn't just all about your comfort, his will for your life isn't just about your possessions. His will for your life isn't, matter of fact, it's very little to do with you, but it's like, hey, God, I, I, I'm, I'm going to live my life to bless others. And he said, okay, I'll give you anything that you need to make that happen. I'm going I'm to help others win, okay? And I'm going to help, I'm a, I want to be a blessing to other people. Well, if, I can, if I'm, if I'm going to be a blessing to other people, what's God got to do? He's got to bless me. Because I can't bless you if I ain't blessed. I can't empower you if I ain't got no power. I can't lift you if I'm not lifted. Hello, somebody. Let me tell you. You can't have faith without a word. You need to go read Romans 10. I mean, like the whole thing. With the heart, man believeth under righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made until salvation. And, and, and he said, but how can, they, how, can they, how can they believe in someone they haven't heard? How can, you can't believe in something that you don't know. 
And you can't, you can't hear unless somebody's given a message. And there can't be a message unless somebody is sent. Which is why it says, how beautiful are the feet of those that bring good news. Who are those people? You people. See, there's a message that God wants to proclaim throughout all of this region, and you're his voice. But, but faith begins with the knowledge of his will. Do you understand how you can up your ask? You can ask anything, and whatever you ask, you can up your ask if it's in alignment with his will. But you won't know his will by mistake. See, it's not too late. Today, you can get a word from God. Today, you can have a word, man. You can have a word today. And you, you, you can take one of, the, one of the words of God and say, okay, I'm going to obey this one. I'm going to obey this one. You, you've called me out of darkness and translated me into the marvelous light, so I'm going I'm to obey. Oh, here's obedience. See, this is, this is a power position. I'm, 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 I'm going to separate myself from darkness. Anything that has darkness in it, I'm not going to willingly partake in it. I'm going to live a consecrated life. This, this next little piece, is, is, is it looks like we're getting ready to wrap up. You know, so, so let me just jump to the, to the end here. But you have to make some decisions. You know, kind of like, was it Joshua who finally put his foot down and said, if it seems evil to you to serve God, well, then pick something. That's for me and my house. We're serving the Lord. I think the enemy wants you to think that serving God can be done while you're snorting up or shooting up or tipping the bottle or I'm you, let me tell you what I'm grateful for. Freedom from all that stuff. You know, sometimes we make light of certain things. We just, you know, try to be funny. And it sounds like approval to an ungodly lifestyle. But I want to be very clear today. What God has planned for you is worthy of your consecration. The purpose and plan that God has for your life that he's already made ready. Man, see, the Bible says give no place to the enemy. The word place is a very cool word. It means a position of effectual opportunity. What's the last thing you give to somebody who's shooting at you? Ammo. Man, it sounds like you're preaching against drinking and smoking. And I'm telling you, you don't need that. I'm, I, that's, that's, like, that's like the first rung of the ladder. It kind of, it kind of, worries me it, it it's, it's like a, almost like a wound that 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 we really need to go down there like y'all can't get together without a bottle or you feel big you feel more grown up with a bottle 
And I'm thinking, you know, your gift, right? You're gifted. You're gifted. You're gifted. See, your gift will get you in the room. The Bible says that your gift will open doors for you, put you in front of influential people. Your gift will get you in the room, but it's character that keeps you in the room. See, if you give the enemy the ammo, he'll, he'll undermine your character. And sometimes it's harder to get back in the room. Yeah, I'm still gifted. Yeah, but now you don't have credibility. You lose that credibility, it doesn't make any difference how gifted you are. Your opportunity, I mean, you, you, you know, right now, right now, we have great friends, uh, you know, that, are, that the whole church and all the campuses are going through hell. Because key people didn't want to operate in character. They're, they're amazingly gifted. Suddenly that doesn't matter. Now, I don't want that for you. You know, it's bad enough that that's happening in a church with, you know, thousands of people and you know, hundreds and hundreds of homes and, and a community that's looking at that, that message. Yeah, that's hard. But you don't want it at your house. Man, the plan that God has for you is just as important as the plan that God had for that man. And, you know, a couple weeks ago, he's hero. What is he today? He's in trouble. And we're going to pray for him. But we're also going to pray for you. Because it's like, uh, okay, um, sometimes, you know, I get to talking and the Holy Spirit will start saying, okay, hey, do this. Okay, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. Remember that scripture? Uh, that, you know, it's interesting because that, that valley that they're talking about was the valley where uh, David killed Goliath. And, and uh, you know, later in history, you know, they, they come to the spot and it's like, hey, this is, this is the valley of decision. Like, are you, are you, are you gonna, are you gonna uh, rise up in victory? Or are you gonna run off in fear? You have to make a decision today. Are you going to live as close as you can to the edge of the world? Well, I'm, I'm trying to reach them. No, you, you need to stay out of their reach. Man, you, you attend the church. And if you want to hang with me, you better up your game. I'm not trying to, you know, hey, I want to reach the world, but you know how I'm going to reach them? Calling them. I think that's what Jesus did. Come, follow me. He didn't say, I'll follow you. He said, you come, follow me, and I'll make you. Man, I'll make you into what you were created to be. I'll make you what you've been called to be. I'll, 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 I'll empower you to, to collide with the perfect plan that God has for your life, but you're not going to make it over there. You're going you're gonna to have to make a decision. So I'm making a declaration today to God, to everybody here. As for me and our house, we're serving the Lord. We're, come on now. We're serving the Lord. 
And, and I'm, I'm giving notice, man. I'm giving notice. Boys, leaders, friends, and family. If you're not going to live a consecrated life, feel free to attend. But do not offer to serve. Don't ask to lead. Don't hide your crap. We're going to purify the altar. Why? Because I think God's getting ready to pour out something that is a little bit more valuable than ever clear. I'm not going to play. Is this okay? Everybody all right with this? Because, man, I'll tell you what, I don't really, it's not like I'm hoping to get goosebumps, but right now I got them. I don't want to surround you with fakers. Hey, can I have a badge? Shoot. I don't care about no stinking badge. You want a title? Go to the print shop. They'll print you cards. Anything you want to be, you can call yourself one. That's like the current church thing, right? I'm, I'm Bishop Tommy Jakes. <laughs> Got a card to prove it. I'm asking you. Would you stand with me? And I don't mean right now. I don't mean like stand up. But I mean, would you take a stand and say, you know what? We're a family, and as for our house, we're serving God. I don't care if the world thinks it's weird, and, I don't, you know, and I'm not going to do it as a sacrifice. I got something better than a sacrifice. I'm going to do it as an act of obedience. I'm going to set this stuff down and move away from it so that when I stand and say, I'm surrounded with songs of deliverance. I'm not having to drag ball and chain with me everywhere I go. No, I'm talking about living a life of freedom so that we can lead a community into freedom. I'm talking about having so much health pulsating through our being that we can minister healing to the hurting because there's people who are hurting all around us that don't need a, a, a good look. It's, it's like, hey, you, you realize that faith is the vehicle, okay? Faith is the vehicle. Right? We live by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. Okay, so what a lot of us do is that we get the vehicle, but, but see, and it's like we polish it. We, 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 we buy the, 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 the special buffer. Man, that buffer's awesome, isn't it? That we got, what's that thing called? We can't remember the name of it, but it's awesome. And, 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 and we, you know, several of us have that buffer. And, man, you can, you can buff stuff down. And, and, and then you, you start putting on the, the, the polishing stuff. And, and then when you get there, you do the CMX. And it's like a, it's like a, a, a ceramic. Oh, my gosh. It, it stuff starts looking wet. And then you let it dry. Put a second coat on. It's, it's getting even better. And you, it's like you got your vehicle, right? You got your, well, I believe in Jesus. Oh, that's awesome. And I, got my, I got my Jesus life, my God life. It looks good in the parking lot. Problem is you can't go nowhere. Why? Ain't got no keys. Matter of fact, it's hard to push it around. The more accessories I get, the heavier it gets. What are the keys? Obedience is the key. Obedience is the key that fires it up so that you can go jetting down the road. 
We're going to walk in obedience to God. Come on, somebody. We're going to walk in obedience to God, and, and, and we're, we're going to elevate ourselves. Why? Because God's called us to a high life. And the Bible says that if we don't let go of the lower life, we'll miss out on it, the higher life. I'm not missing out on the high life, not because I need the high life, because the people I know need it. So I'm going to ask you this morning, with everybody's head up and everybody's eyes open, the things in your life that need to be set aside, places that you just say, you know what? I don't know, that, like I can't even believe that you'd call this sin. Okay, how about we use this verse? Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which causes us to stumble. How about every weight? Not every weight's a sin. Maybe you don't, maybe, maybe you don't think uh, drinking is a sin. Okay, but would you do this? Would you go 90 days without drinking? as an act of obedience to see what God would do or can you not make it 90 days because if you can't make it 90 days now we got another problem which we want to help you with not so that you feel condemnation but so you can be introduced to real freedom not some fake freedom that you've had to redefine so it fits your lifestyle. I'm talking about having a lifestyle that produces freedom. Are there things in your life, and, and don't, don't be intimidated, not everybody that stands and, and responds here in a moment is, is like an alcoholic or something, but, but you've got stuff going on. Who cares what anybody else thinks? Is there something in your world where you can say, oh, you know what? I can, I can, I can take a 90-day a, a challenge. I know, I know a couple that, that educated themselves, that went through uh, hell to get to where they are today, right? Uh, is and, and their motto was, we can do anything for 90 days. 90 days at a time, man, and they separated themselves from all the rest. Would you take 90 days to separate yourself? You say, okay. Man, here's an area of my life. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step into obedience. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unleash the miracle working power of God in my life. Got something in your life where you could act in obedience? You got a chain of bondage that you'd like to see busted off your life? You got a mindset that's held you captive? Well, if that's you, again, with everybody's head up, all the eyes are open, what I want you to do is just stand up to your feet and just walk right down to the front. Because we're going to enter into a place of freedom today. We ain't playing. We ain't playing. Can I just tell you something? Don't feel, don't feel even an ounce of embarrassment. What you ought to be feeling is an increase in confidence. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is the confidence I have in Him. How do I know if it's His will? It's in His book. Right? You know, you know one, one, one of the verses I love? Acts 16, 31. Uh, it says, put your entire trust in the master, Jesus. Then you will live the life you were meant to. Oh, and your whole household too. So I know household salvation is the will of God. Well, you understand that once I knew that, that changed everything. 
Because now I couldn't be talked out of it, even when the kids were dealing drugs. Even when the cops were in the driveway. Even, even when they were living out, out of a nasty motel. Oh, household salvation is the will of God. And faith comes by hearing, hearing the, will, the will of God. Now I know the will of God. My confidence came up, so I began to ask for things. And you guess what? Oh, all three of my boys are serving God. Well, here's the will of God that you know freedom. I'm telling you, this is the will of God that you know freedom. That you would not fall back into bondage again. No, that's not the will of God. The will of God is that you know freedom. Well, if that's the will of God, then you now know by faith. See, faith, evidence. Now, now you got some evidence so you can begin to live by some conviction. That God wants to empower me to live free. So now i got the faith for this. So when we pray with you today, man, and we're standing here with you. I ain't holding nothing against you. We're going, hey, now we got an army that says, yeah, we're serving God. And we're going to step out and watch what happens in the next 90 days. This is going to be the summer of fun, my bro. Come on. Yeah, give him praise.